Hello, hello, hello. That is three hellos, because there are three of us in the Snug Pod tonight. Welcome to a Snug Podcast. I'm never separate, and I am not alone. Back with us this week, we have one crazy lady. Gone crazy back soon. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be back in the Snug Pod. And I'm sitting on top of a mushroom reading a book. So, extra happy, I guess. Yeah, this show ought to be extra good, because it's filled with fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. You just had to be the fun the fun guy uh, in the room, didn't you? I, I did. I did. And also uh, have with us um, Gwen Bart. Gwen Hello. Bart, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Gwen thought that the, sh- the, the snug pie was a little boring, so she's the one that added the fun guys. <laughs> I don't know. I was just feeling mushrooms. It felt like, I don't, okay, so I don't know how it is where you guys are, but where I am, we get, like, get a lot of, like, the red, the red and orange mushrooms in the late fall, and I was feeling November already, so Mm -hmm. here we are. So, can you just, like, break off a piece of the mushroom and throw it in that cauldron and cook it, like, with your soup, your soup, or? If we could harvest mushrooms from the mushrooms we grow in our houses is a thing in ESO, that'd be really cool. Yeah. That would be super cool. They totally could add add the ability to uh, have growable uh, things like that. That would be kind of cool. Oh, man, I would love it if we could have, like, garden boxes. It would have to be, and like, a could, master like, thing. Like an alchemy, yeah, like a, like a master alchemy box or something. That would be cool. Like, do mm-hmm. so many uh, have a master alchemy unlocked and then do so many alchemy master writs for it to count like complete a certain number of alchemy master writs that would be amazing very very cool idea well uh let's dive in gwen what have you been up to (gasps) oh my god what have i not been up to um (laughs) i've been being not been baking me a cake no i have not been baking um (laughs) Someone else in my house has been baking and learning that I, I do not keep a very well-stocked kitchen because I don't bake myself. <laughs> oh, those poor woes. That's an entirely different story. No, no, no. Amazing. Let's talk about the crazy, like, concoction I've been trying to brew. Um, and by trying to brew, I've been trying to do a... put together an RP for Extra Life. Because Tabletop Weekend, I don't know, was that just this past weekend or the weekend before? But it was really... It wasn't that long was, ago. I think it was two weekends ago, technically. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. And we initially wanted to do this for Tabletop Weekend, but we didn't talk about it or announce it or anything because things got really tight there with time and stuff and IRL, and so we just put it off. But um, I am going to be doing my Extra Life stream a little early this year. And so we're going to be doing a Elder, Elder Scrolls online themed rp and it's specifically elder scrolls online themed because it takes place during the second era we're going to be trying to the adventurers who are going to be running through this are going to be trying to figure out what happened to the children of tamriel during the second era because you know if you've been running around i don't know about you but um i noticed uh there's but there's not a lot of short people running around not, not a lot of them. There's, there's the Bosmer, but they don't get much shorter than that. And if you've played any of the other games, they're kind of annoying. 
they're there. You know they're there. Uh, so we're gonna. I have uh, put together a scenario for some of our wonderful elders, elder hero team members are going to be running through it. Uh, so Toast of Peanut, Shantyman Gaming, Lotus of Dune, and Crown Esso are all going to team up along with Isabel and try to figure out what happened to the kids. So I'm going to be running through them through an adventure next weekend. And that will be from 3 p starting at 3 p.m. EST. It'll be fun. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on right now in game that makes prizes and stuff weird. And we'll get to that later, but there will be prizes. And so I have that all figured out and devised, and that will be fun. Uh, but it's mostly just for fun. It's for the kids. It's cool. Otherwise, in game, I have been dolmen running in the desert over in Alakir, trying to le level all of my other servers to level 50, because I'm only above level 50 on PlayStation NA and PC NA, and that is not all of them. Uh, <laughs> and then I've been just I'm, running. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I noticed someone added the Xbox role to their stuff in the Discord. I'm not gonna say who, but. Uh, Chuck Lee <laughs> might have been doing some more portal hopping. <laughs> I think you may have won. I think you and Caddy now are the only two who have managed to hit all platforms. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Shock. Shockley might have been to some portal hopping, so we'll get to that later, but that's why I'm able to do um, prizes on all platforms, regardless of the horrible news we received. Um, <laughs> anyway, I've also been rerunning through the Elsewhere storyline, just because I really like the Elsewhere storyline. Um, I don't know. That's that's just kind of my one of my favorite storylines. I really like it, so I've been running through it again. Never, what have you been up to? Um, not a, not a ton. Uh, last time we talked uh, was the introduction of my Arcanist, and um, when we got finished on the show, you shared the wonders of being a vampire with me. I uh, did. Yep. So uh, I now have a vamp kitty Arcanist, and um, yeah. Before we got on tonight, I went and picked up the Undaunted skill line, and just trying to have as many of those skills uh, available to, to level uh, all at once just so if the day comes that I get this uh, character up to CP then I will have as much of that stuff as possible just kind of ready to go and uh, I'm gonna be trying to mix and match different skills from different weapon lines and, and uh, just so kind of ready to go full speed when when I get there uh, but I haven't actually spent much time in game this week, uh, outside of uh, just kind of getting on and get login stuff. Been a little bit busy and been uh, doing some other things here and there as well. So. What about you, Crazy? Um, Ritz, sleep, sleeping while doing Ritz, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I have still been on the work schedule from uh, Oblivion and uh, not having a whole lot of additional time to game and whatnot. But um, I did get some time the other day to go into Cyrodiil solo. 
I was trying to get to tier one rewards <laughs> before the campaign flipped because I really wanted 50 transmutes. And I went in, repaired a bunch of keeps, got into some defense um, like skirmishes, and we ended up getting the defense chicks for those. So that's was, that was really nice. And then I had to log off and never got to log back on on the last day and finish no, the didn't. tier. I so, didn't get to log back on. No, I, I didn't. And I ended up missing <laughs> missing the tier one uh, rewards that I had worked towards. <laughs> Swap, womp. It's okay. It was what it was. Um, but I was really hoping to get 50 transmutes. That would have been nice. Um Especially because I was just doing it right towards the end of the campaign. Like, I think it was, um, it might have been Booch who posted in the Discord. Like, don't forget, get your Tier 1 rewards. That's 50 transmutes on each character that you get, you know, or whatever, to, to that Tier 1. So I was like, oh, I can do that pretty quick, I bet, if I go into a populated server. Which, I was right. I just didn't get to finish. You know, another That's fancy okay. way you can get 50 transmutes pretty quickly? What? Playing Tales of Tribute. Oh, yeah, I know, but that would require me actually playing that. <laughs> actually sitting down and learning. Uh, I need to do that, too. Too many things. Not enough time. Too many yep. things, not enough time. You need to work um, on that Cedric skill line. Anyway. I know. I will say I did do one other thing that I am um, maybe feeling slightly ashamed for saying. I re-downloaded New World. Okay, why? Which has nothing to do with ESO. Um, just because I saw the update that was coming and I was curious because they're going to be getting mounts and it looks kind of like this very like druidic, I don't know, sort of update that they're going to be getting. And I thought, well, it's been a year. I wonder how different that game is. Boy, let me tell you. Um, very, very different. I logged on. I got onto a new server, started a brand new character, and it's basically now almost like ESO in a lot of ways. Like, there's a main quest line, which was virtually non-existent before. Um, there's markers that show you where everything is. The leveling is, like, three times as fast. Like, I played for about two hours the other night, and I'm already at level 12, um, which... The the comparison that I use is the first time that I played at launch, it took me two days of playing for a significant amount of hours to get to the very first town. I played yesterday and it took me two hours instead of two days. So, like, they have made a lot of quality of life updates to that game. And I mostly just... Yeah, I, I popped... I popped it open because there were a few other people in another server that I'm in that were like, you know, it looks good. Like, I we've played it before. Let's give it a go, you know, just to kind of see. And I thought, okay, well, I'll use it as an off game again. Like, I did it once before. It's not my main game, but it's like a fun game to jump into and do different things. And to be honest, like, the sound design and the, the visuals in that game are really, really great. So it's kind of nice to have something that's... Uh, you know, an off game from this, if I ever want to. Um, but yeah, I can't believe I just, I, I, I literally am standing here almost beside myself. Like, I can't believe that I re-downloaded re and updated that game. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. They, it, it kind of reminds me of ESO in a lot of ways now. So we'll see. They're getting mounts soon. So 
I don't know. Cool. He also completely yeah. changed when I started using a mount. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but for now, I'm having fun doing something else on the side, having just a little bit of a different, like, flavor of a different MMO, you know? Um, but... Oh, yeah, no, I get it. I've been playing Minecraft. That's that's my yeah. MMO on the side. I've been on a multiplayer server with friends, so... Yeah, so that's kind mm. of the same thing with me. I'm like, okay, I have friends in two places, so I can, you know, play with both groups of people, yeah. which has been kind of nice. Exactly. Well... I wasn't going to say, but I've been dabbling in a little space game, so. Mm. And not not the one that, you know, the whole world is going to stop and play. But no Man's Sky, <laughs> isn't it? It is. It is it No is. Man's uh, Sky, yeah. Uh, not judging. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you should feel shame for, not New World, No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh. oh, my. <laughs> And that was when the wood elf and the Kashyyyk suddenly got into a fight, and I was glad that I was up here. <laughs> exactly. I feel no shame. No uh, shame. I love it. So yeah, that's about it for me. Um, I'm hoping that I can do some more RP writing here soon. I haven't really had much chance to, but I've got to, I want to do some more of the Necrom storyline, so... Oh my gosh! Just I sit down and find time to do that. Mad props on doing RP writing. I tried doing that finally, and it ain't easy. I, <laughs> I had two like two different. I had two different Chrome browsers open, like one with the with the reading pages and the one with the typing the notes, and then the other yep. one with the actual. Then the, I took the notes and not to turn the notes. And the, I had all the bullet points and turned those, expanded on the bullet points to actually do writing. And then the yeah, other every, one again, it's just like, oh my gosh. Everybody makes fun of me for how many screens I have, but you know what they come in handy for? Oh my Research. Gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Gwen, I have to ask, what what is this outfit that you're wearing? Um, it's the Shiogorath outfit. Okay, that makes Yay! sense. I thought I thought the bottom of it looked a little gestury. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's the Shiogorath costume. I don't want to get out of screenshot mode, but um, oh, you're good. that's pretty much what it is. It's the Shiogorath costume, and then I did change the dyes, so I made the orange more orange. It's the Elsewhere Savior orange, and then the purple. I forget what the purple is, but it is a different purple. I did it switch looks, up the colors. It looks like the purple that you almost get from doing uh, the center of the simulacrum with, uh, right? Is that right? Simulacrum? Mm, Where I think is it's it? crafting Where purple. Molag Ball is in... No, I, I don't think I have that one. Mm. Because I did that on... If I, I know I've done that, but I've done it on... Probably on PC, right? No, no, I did it on a character that I deleted before everything was cross-save. Mm, bummer, dude. So. Yeah, that was uh, that was back when I was still using Sir Sweet Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I decided I was not a fan of my high elf sorcerer. He, he wasn't that that fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think Goodness. it's the crafting purple. But anyway. We actually have news. We have a ton of news tonight. Yeah. The lull hath ended. Yeah, this has been a <laughs> eventful week. Yep. Yep, yep. 
And the good news is, like, they're just kind of short articles. They're not, like, anything really, really heavy, you know. Yeah. But, but Should we start with so... that giant article? The giant one? The where giant you're surrendering one. your will? Yes. You Are you going to sure. surrender your will to the giant article? Yeah. <laughs> okay. To the massive article, I think, is what it says. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they ran an article, the most recent one, uh, and it says, Surrender Your Will to This Massive Hermaeus Mora Statue. Um, there is a gigantic statue that was designed and built um, for Necrom, and it was done by the Polish community team, who I guess reached out to these artists to build this giant version of the statue that you have, Gwen, and that Lotus has, and that a bunch of people could buy on the store. Um it was just at Gamescom. Arkaneer has a picture with it. Uh, Raymond has a picture with it. There's a bunch of people who all took pictures with it, which is I'm really, so really cool. Jealous. I know. It was initially, I guess, crafted for the PeerCon or PyreCon Fantasy Fair, which is like a, a Polish um, fan convention. And, uh, yeah, this thing is wild. There's a, a YouTube video showing how they designed it and built it. It's made out of this, like crazy foam and then they sculpted it and cut it into pieces so that it can be transported and they kind of like put it together like lego blocks it's really really neat it was made out of insulation foam like yeah. the type you would use for building houses yeah it's so cool um yeah like i guess i don't know if you're gonna watch the video you have to watch it with the closed captions because it is definitely in polish unless um, you know polish in which case <laughs> unless you know video, polish um, in which yeah, in which case, watch away. <laughs> um, I also thought it was cool that they mentioned that it takes two months. It took them about two months to build it, like to to design and sculpt it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Which actually, the, considering the, the size. Because there's wiring that. You can tell yeah. there's wiring in that. Um, not just because on the front, you could definitely add those green lights. But for the inside, mm -hmm. there's definitely inside wiring. Yeah, his eyes, his eyes light up. Mm -hmm. So cool. So, so cool. And I love that they put him to scale. Like, that was the other thing that was really, really neat. So they, they took it and then put him to this, like, huge scale to make it really feel, like, giant compared to a person. So I love that. Like, all the books and stuff are to scale, too, which is really cool. So definitely head over to the Elder Scrolls website and check out um, the, the YouTube video that they posted there. Um, it's either embedded in the article, or you can, I'm sure, just find it on the actual, like, Zenimax Online or Bethesda um, YouTube channel. Pretty darn cool. Neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you and jumped then... out of order. That was the last. We're going to work our oh. way back up or go oh, back yeah, to we're the gonna... top? Yeah, let's, let's work our way back up. Um, no, wait. Do we want to do the launcher one, or do we want to do update 40? We don't even have update 39 yet, do we? <laughs> no, update 39 comes out for console in two days. But the update 41, we can do it. Well, let, sure, let's cover both. So let's go a little out of order. Um, update 39 drops on consoles in two days. Uh, so by the time that this episode hits, it'll probably actually already be out for consoles. Um, and that is our big bug fix update that we're getting. Um, so there's a few combat adjustments, but nothing too, you know, terribly out of, like, out of left field or too terribly wild. We get um, the stop signs. 
Yeah, a couple things with staves. We get the stop signs. Yeah, the little uh, red circle with the line through it next to all the stuff that oh. were that you don't need, you shouldn't, you, do, you can't sell. Yeah, the stuff Which that you makes, can't sell. It makes going through it so much easier because then you aren't like scanning your eyes over it anymore. You're just like, oh, and this is the end of that. Okay, off we go. I can't wait to just watch my inventory go. <laughs> and just watch everything suddenly have more space. Wow. Which, I'm gonna be with so excited. PC, I'm sure that wasn't that fancy of a thing because there's add-ons and stuff that people use all the time to already take care of all of that and sort everything. But for us, mm -hmm. that can be huge. Yeah. I disappeared off the mushroom. Sorry. I thought I was moving enough. Um, so, yeah. you know, you know speaking, speaking of those kind of quality of life changes, you know the one I want to see? What? Um, whether or not I know a recipe or a style at the top of the thing instead of at the bottom of the thing. You do. Mm. It does say um, unknown. If you're scrolling through stuff, next to it it will say, if you don't know it, it will say unknown in parentheses. Well... Yeah. Um, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For everything? Mm-hmm. 500%. Anything craftable. Yep. Any of the uh, food, drink recipes? Yep. Any, any of that stuff? Mm -hmm. Really? Huh. It's smaller print, so it's easy to miss, but it is always next to the name in parentheses, and, unknown, and it says unknown if you don't know it. Yep. Okay. Or it'll say not collected for armor. Right. Um, I just know a lot of the little, like, I have all these duplicate recipes, and I always have to find myself scrolling down to the bottom to you see if I know to. it or not. Uh. It'll say unknown parentheses next to the name. Well, all right then. I just ignore that I said that, because you know, <laughs> I'm talking about. You're fine. It's all good. <laughs> all good. All good. Um,. So speaking of other quality of life things, uh, once we get that update, the next thing that's happening is update 40. Um, we don't know anything about it yet, but we will um, on the 14th. So if you go to the um, Twitch channel for Bethesda, uh, they are going to talk about the base game additions that are coming soon in update 40. So never, we know you're super excited because that's the crafting station stuff as well. Wait, um, you say update 40? Yeah, mm -hmm. update 40. Sorry, I was looking at something else. No, that's um, okay. Yes. Um, yeah, so update 40 is um, going to be... Uh, sorry, I just saw your message there. Um, update 40 is going to be uh, on their live stream on the 14th at 3 p.m. And then um, it's going to have Gina and Rich Lambert and Mike Finnegan there because they're going to talk about the Endless Archive dungeon. So that's the new um, two-person Endless dungeon. It's pretty Crazy. exciting. Mm -hmm. My brain just keeps going to Blades where you just keep yeah, going and going and going until you die, except I feel like this is going to be like Sigic themed. Oh, that would be so cool. Because it's called Endless Archive. Yeah. So it's like either Sigic or Hermaeus, or like something in Hermaeus Mora's realm. But because of the one video we initially saw for it when they were talking about it, it seemed very Somerset y, so I'm feeling Sigic vibes here. Yeah, because I mean, that's kind of how um, the new trial is. It's got some Somerset vibes to it a little mm -hmm. bit. So, um, and you'll also, if you watch the actual stream, you'll be able to earn the new Tentacular Tome. 
which is going to be a new emote. So it's going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. So uh, as September 14th gets closer, there's going to be additional live stream information, additional recap shows from other um, people on the ESO global community team. But for right now, uh, getting a first look at all of that stuff will be on the 14th at 3 p.m. Eastern. So, endless archive it is. While we're here, we might as well talk about the launcher. Which, that's for PC, so it doesn't mean much to us. But for, well, for us it might mean something. Whatever, it's just a launcher. I click it, I go to the game. <laughs> right. Every, but for our PC friends who listen, it's probably important. Yeah. Um... They've been working on it over the past few months. They've been doing uh, some patching things and whatnot. So hopefully with the new launcher, it will patch and install ESO a little faster. Um, it, it Basically, it's hopefully going to eliminate some of the other issues. So like things that would need to be repaired during patching. Um, the window can now be changed. So the size of the window can change. The text size can change. Um, it's also now going to support gamepad navigation, which that's pretty cool. Um, and then it's also going to check your launcher uh, for outdated files, and it will remove them. So it's basically trying to eliminate, I think, a lot of the bloat that you get from launchers over time. Um, it's also going to give you a better idea of if you have a problem with the launcher itself and there's any sort of a patching or internal issue it'll give you a better set of error messages as well um, and you can also see the visual changes I guess while it's patching or doing things on the bar so it's going to show you like your network speed and the progress and disk speed and you know different things like that that would that people might want to know while they're patching stuff um, on their system they also have a new accessibility settings menu, which is going to be um, accessed in a different way, I guess. It's going to be through the cog um, on the settings menu. They didn't really go into what that means, but yeah. Right now, you could technically use it. You could use the launcher beta, um, but I haven't tried it. I didn't want to mess with anything. Mine says that I'm eligible to do it. I've just not done it. Um, there is one thing to note. It says that anything from the Epic Game Store, they can't update your launcher right now. So there's going to be more information regarding that in the future. Um, but right now, this beta update for that launcher is not going to affect Epic Games. Because there's always an odd man out. Mm -hmm. um, right now there's going to be a beta period but then after that everybody will need to update their launcher in order to be able to log into the game it's going to occur automatically though oh okay. so useful yeah so basically you can either do it beforehand during the beta or you can go ahead and um just wait and it will will auto do it is what it looks like nice so there you go so what you're saying is, if you got a problem, this launcher will solve it? Yes. 
Maybe. It will launch your problems away. It's fine. <laughs> yep. So, it's September. Say that you remember dancing in September? No, I was going to say you remember that we have the daily login rewards. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that supposed to be, like, the fall, like... The first day, official first day of fall, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Earth, thank, thank Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, who uh, knows? Anyway. Who knows? That's fine. Uh, so yeah. There's some crazy daily login rewards, and uh, one of them, I think, is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, one's a little weird to me. Uh, I don't think I would wear it. If that's the one you're talking about. It is exactly what I'm talking about, because uh, while exploring the dark depths of Blackreach, you wouldn't want to meet a chorus in the wild, but their eggs do appear to make for exceptionally fetching earrings. I don't want to we wear eggshells as earrings. That I know that is a thing that is actual, like, old-school jewelry used to be made out of. Mm -hmm. That That is historically how that works. Not a fan. <laughs> But it does say, we are reliably informed that the eggs are miniature replicas and pose no danger of hatching. Yeah, that would well, be Well, I hope they're miniature replicas, because <laughs> I've seen those eggs in the wild, and they're pretty big. Yeah, I would not want one of those things hatching in oh my, my ear. Oh my gosh, that would turn into alien, it would be great. <laughs> we all remember what happened to that one couple that had a, a Charis in their basement in Skyrim. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> or was that Oblivion? I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever I, Elder I, Scrolls game that was. <laughs> I just know how that would work. And I am... I don't remember it, but I know how that would work. <laughs> it was but anyway, pretty terrifying. If you're not a fan of jewelry, they, you can... On day 14, you can get two crown crates. Or... On day 7, you can get 25,000 gold. Which, gold is always good. Everyone can always use a bit of extra gold. Mm -hmm. yeah. 25,000 for day 7 pretty decent too mm -hmm. you only have yeah. to log in seven days out of the month and you, you just get 25 grand to go into your coffers <laughs> or upgrade you use to upgrade your coffers yep that too that too the akaviri crates too are pretty good ones like those have some pretty cool stuff in them so um they're back from 2020 so none of us remember that year <laughs> I remember the Akaviri crates because I got some mounts and a bunch of stuff out of them. I think I got a little, Actually, like, soldier-looking polar bear out of one of them. Yeah, I have the guar that's like the Akaviri guar that's got, like, the Roman helmet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Pretty fun. I wonder I, I wonder what the odds, uh, the odds are of people getting anything from the two logins, uh, from the ones from the login. Usually it's pretty good. Usually you get at least one good thing out of them. Mm -hmm. Whether that be like a style or anything else. Oh, or you can just turn everything mounts. into crown gems. <laughs> I don't want them fancy mounts, but I ain't gonna get one. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, all right. I'm good with I'm good with my uh, hippogriff mounts, or what are they called? Quasigriff, not hippogriff. Quasigriff. Yep. It's a quasi-griff. It's only it's only quasi close to a close to a hippogriff. It's missing the wings. 
Oh. Wings! Someone laugh at my joke, please. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was processing. It's just, uh, my, I'm, I'm very tired. And also, someone pinged me in something right at that moment. So I was like, what is happening right now? Uh, yeah, Alright. Talking about crown crates, that's a good way to move on to our crown store showcase. September let's crown store showcase. It. Reactions real time. Let's go. So, yeah. now everyone, if you are part of ESO Plus, you get a Mini Mora statue to go I'm in your houses. So we will have a I'm Mini so Mora excited. statue in the snog pod. Wow, we could have segued from that into this too. I know, yeah. it's almost like I planned how I was pr introducing these things in a certain order or something. I don't know. <laughs> no. Wow. That's wow. an ugly statue. I love it. I mean, it's cool, but it's ugly. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's tentacular. It's I I want all the versions, but I didn't buy the version that was the big one, unfortunately. It's uh, it's uh, you mean the you mean oh yeah, the in the crown store one? Yeah, no, I don't know mm -hmm. what I'd even do with that. Like, I'd have to have it clip in the wall and just have some books flying around. But at that point, do I want to spend that much money on like just some books flying around when I can find other books for flying around for like it's less? True. It's just I don't know what I'd do with that. It's so cool. It's uh, it's okay. We can go to Lotus's house. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if we pop over to Lotus's after the show, we'll probably be right in yeah. there somewhere. Oh, it does. He has it. He has his full shrine ready to go. Oh, of course he does. Um, and then we get the Amaranthian it pocket watcher. Okay, so um, there's a little bit of controversy over this one, which I never saw the outcome, but clearly I see it here because it says pet. On Twitter... There was a typo at one point in the article or in something that someone posted, and it said, Pocket Watcher Pet will be available. Or it said, like, this Pocket mount will be available. Mount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and people were like, oh my god, a mount! Wow! Ah! No, Everybody was going would, okay. nuts. The thing is, people no, thought we were it's getting obvious, a watcher mount? No, no, yeah. it's, no, it's no one, two counts. Um, count one, that would technically count as a flying mount. And count yes. two, which is the should be the first indicator of it was a typo. Is it still called a pocket watcher? Correct. I I was with you. I knew it wasn't a mount. I knew that it was a pet because it literally said pet above it. But there were some people who didn't fully read and they were very excited. <laughs> I don't even know how that would work flying around. <laughs> it, it, like what, it would probably look <laughs> ridiculous. It would definitely look ridiculous. I'm just trying to imagine but, you, um, like, sitting on its back. <laughs> apparently, given their color and origin, it is suspected that Sheogorath holds some sway over them. So, riding on one of them would definitely be up Sheogorath's avenue. Mm-hmm. There's been an awful lot of Sheogorath things in the store lately. He's a fav fan favorite. Everyone loves Uncle Sheo. Come on. I mean, he... Yeah... I agree, but like, are we telegraphing anything here? Some days like, I shiver wonder. Shivering Isles, Shivering Isles has been like a big pull. Like people are like, let's go to the Shivering Isles. And it would be know, easy. It's a whole other Daedric realm. It is a whole other Daedric realm. It's very close to Morrowind. It has a lot of sway mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. We'll put that on our wall of crazy next year. Potentially getting uh, more Hermes Mora getting help from Shea Gorath. Yeah. Um, but let's I move just, on. Yeah. Let's move on to our most. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, 
Clan Dreamweaver. Dream Carver. I yes. was like, Dreamweaver. <laughs> you started it. You started it. Okay. <laughs> Dream on. Dream on. Dream on. Since the dream carvers delight in turning our own fears against us, it's only fair to turn their weapons against them. Uh, they have scary teeth. Yeah, they cool give off Menomarco vibes. Yeah. They are. They are scurry. And then we also get Order of the Hour style is back. So if you want a staff that has an hourglass on it and bat wings. Yeah. Bat, <laughs> like hourglass and, looking stuff. An hourglass and bat wings. <laughs> Listen, it's one of my favorite staff styles. That's that's how I know this. It's one of my favorite. This is true. Um it was my mine for the longest time until I actually like we started getting uh what is it called? The style pages. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yep. I used that forever until we started getting style pages. And then we have Nocturnal's Boat of Shadows. That one's cool because it's like right out of Skyrim, right? It is. Yeah, that's totally what they have. Um, sorry, I'm looking up the summoning day of Sheagorath to see if anything... Uh coincides. That's why oh. I'm sounding a tad I, distracted I right no, now. No, you should look up Nocturnal Summoning Day, because that, that's the weapon of the month, and we know Nocturnal Summoning Day is coming up. That is actually probably that true. That seems to be the pattern. Let's see. Mora was the last summoning day. Periite is the ninth of Rain's hand. Uh, Festival of Blades. Flower Day. Jester's Festival. Mid-year. Okay, we're past that. Merchants, Sunrest. Harvest. Hmm. Are we in Hearthfire? Third of Hearthfire is the summoning day for Nocturnal. Called it. Happy Nocturnal Summoning Day, everyone. Yeah, because today's the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> well, for to me, it's still the third, so that's well. That's happens. true. There you go. Yeah, because it is Hearthfire right now. Hearthfire. Uh, I think. I need a calendar. Yes. I. Too bad there isn't like a thing that just lets you change all of your computer settings to mimic the word, the wording for the Elder Scrolls universe. So you can just like pull it up and go, oh, what's this? That would be awesome. That would make things so much easier. When is Hearthfire? No, that is not what I want. I don't want the Elder Scrolls V <laughs> Hearthfire. <sighs> Forget it. Forget it. Anyway, Nocturnal Summoning Day is happening. That's all. Yep. That's all. That's all. And then there's... So, uh, first yes. impression, at a glance, what's the, the next one you see? Does it make you think of anything? I just glance at it. Don't stare at it. The Vine Dust Rangers? Yes. Moss? No, just, just at a quick glance. Moss? Huh. Okay. 
My Are you looking at it and thinking it's Ninja Turtles? Yes. <laughs> yes. My first thought when I saw that uh, it is, why does it Teenage Mutant <laughs> Mossy Turtles. Find us for now Ninja Turtles is canon. All right. Got it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Find us turtles. I'm looking at the picture on my phone. It's small, and I just okay. see the color. And it, the yellow chest looks like a, like the front side of the turtle shells. I'll give you that. So you're recommending and, and this then, set for people who want to cosplay Ninja Turtles. Okay, I, I'm, I'll I'm, give it to you. I, I mean, it, you know, at, at closer inspection, obviously, it, it doesn't quite look scaly and, or not scaly, uh, rep, reptilian. Um, but just that's why I said just glance at it. Just let the corner of your eye see the colors. And it's totally Ninja Turtle vibe going there. I'm not entirely convinced that the color scheme wasn't wasn't meant to be inspired by that. Anyway, but see, I didn't have to say it, and you knew where I was going, so you yeah. thought it too. <laughs> oh boy! Well, Vine Dusk uh, Rangers—they are assassins that keep the peace for the High King of Valenwood. So, if you want to get that set, it's going to be available September seventh to the fourteenth. That is a bright color for an assassin. Yeah, but think about it. In Grotwood, or like in in Val in the Valenwood, like that is the colors of everything, and they look right. fuzzy. It's like a ghillie suit for wood elves. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Yes, that's that. Act okay. That's what it looks like. There we go. Ah, and they'd be wood elves, so they'd be good with a bow. So they're like snipers. Well, yeah, the Vine Desk Rangers are like, yeah. They are. They're just sniping people from the trees with their ghillie suits. Mm -hmm. Next we have a... Yeah. <laughs> wow. There is a lot of Slime arms packs. A yeah. lot of arms packs. I think Good. it's probably because Undaunted. Undaunted? Slime crawl, yeah. tremor scale, crawl arms, Undaunted. 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 We, we are undaunted. undaunted. I didn't know if we were going to do it now. Oh, he started it. He started it. <laughs> All right. Um, Belladress. That one looks ugly. Um, Bloodspawn. Uh, All of them Infernal look ugly. Infernal Guardian. <gasps> Except for the Apocrypha one. That is technically an arms pack, but is not an undaunted thing. <laughs> it looks so cool. It looks very Tobani. I really like the blue on it. Like the blue handles. It does look, it is pretty cool, but it's got like the weird, like, shell looking pieces as well, like you find in the apocryphal realm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, the look at the bottom shell. of the shield. Yeah, the, the weird, little, like, little the tentacles. tentacle thing going on, the tentacle, yeah. like, good face. <sighs> That's super cool. And that candle, like, what do you, like, what, what, which weapon is that? <laughs> the candlestick that, uh, is about to hit it's the, because you almost my pod. The candlestick that I'm going to throw at you from hey, up here on top of this just, mushroom. Just be aware that burnt hair smells bad, so if you want that smell lingering in a snuck, It said hit you with it. the candlestick, not the candle. It can't <laughs> smell worse than the moldy tree, like, that we're in. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't smell bad. It's fine. I didn't say yours smelled bad. I just mean, like, we're basically in a giant tree seed. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive. Okay? It's it fine. It is alive. 
And there's incense. It is alive. Do you see that incense burning in the cauldron? And it, and smells like sweet rolls. it smells like sweet rolls in here. You've done a great job. Thank you. It's taking offense to that. No. <laughs> Your snug pod smells just great. I am a wonderful great. hostess. <laughs> you are. You are. You're even letting me sit up here. Exactly. Oh, uh, if you want to, if you want to wear a really weird looking, uh, Sundas dress, kilt, I don't know, it's Hammerfell, it's, a, oh, it's a crown nobility, simple and traditional in cut, but rich and varied in material. So it's, uh, like this noble Hammerfell outfit. There's also the treasure hunter, that one's back. I like that outfit. It's pretty cool. It's one of the ones that has like a backpack and it looks like you've got this like plate mail chest on. Um, I wear it with no helm because the helm is a little weird to me. There's like no features on it. I it's don't just like bucket helms. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bucket helm with a hood, which is what's weird about it. But it is a chunky costume, though. That's what I'll say. Like the plate mail chest is like very conquistador and kind of chunky. It was one of the first uh, ones we got that had a backpack, though, so that's kind of mm -hmm. a little bit of a fan favorite, I think, at this point. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Eternity Tunic with Pants. That one's a Rothgar costume. Um, <laughs> it's Orsinium. What? I, I, just, I just find it funny that it specifies with pants. Oh. <laughs> well, it could be well, with skirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I mean, it's also called an eternity tunic. Maybe it goes on for eternity. Maybe no pants would be necessary, but they're wearing pants. I, I think I it refers so. to the pattern. I know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Am I um, talking about more backpacks? More backpacks! This is the, uh, the Dora costume? Right? No. <laughs> no, it's the dungeon explorer. Du -du 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 Dungeons. Okay. Uh, backpack, backpack. <laughs> Loaded up with lots of lockpicks and soul gems and, and uh, other parts of corpses, uh, too. Um, New title this... for the episode. The dungeons. Oh, gosh. The dungeons and Ninja Turtles. Okay, carry on. Uh, explore. This costume is really fun. It dies really well. Um, and if you have the treasure hunter personality, the one that has like the torch, it's really fun to use this costume if you're role playing. Like, really, really fun. I love that one. Gwen, there's wood elf clothes. I know, I already have this one. I saw this in the preview and I'm like, oh, that looks great. And then I'm right, I remembered, wait, I have this one. It looks different on girls than guys. The shoulders don't exist. Yeah. It's yeah. very disappointing. Yeah, so they have the Tree Thanes mosaic jerkin, which this costume is one of the most like texturally elaborate ones. I feel like it's very pretty. There's a the lot store. of beadwork. There's a lot of intricate mm -hmm. beadwork. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so, but it definitely looks different on male characters than female characters. Yeah, it's like, one you want to preview. It is pretty, mm -hmm. but it is one you yeah. want to preview. For sure, and preview it on whichever. Uh, like race or uh, gender or whatever you want to do for your character because it will change yep. kind of how it looks for sure. Uh, last costumes that we have are the Ashlander pack. 
and they are the nomadic Ashlander tribes of Morrowind. So it has the Mabragash tribe and the armor of the Kagesh. Ashlanders cool. are awesome. Yeah. It talks about event tickets. We know there's events coming. Uh, there's going to be the Undaunted Celebration and Secrets of the Telvanni at some point soon. Um, Furniture-wise, there's music boxes, the High Isle Duel. This one is actually one of my favorite music boxes. I might pick it up. I did not pick it up last time, um, but I really, really like it. Uh, what do you think, speaking of Kajidi things, because you've been doing... Elsewhere, what do you think of this furnishing pack? Moon's Blessed Oasis. It looks very Khajiiti. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like the whole point of picking up the specific crown pack would be for that fountain. The fountain seems yeah. to be the fancy special thing, because all of the other things, um, like you can't get those exact statues, but you can get, there's a lot of very large Khajiiti themed statues in the game you can get for gold. Same with, um, and then a lot of like the braziers and the plants and things you can either craft or get from vendors fairly cheaply. So it's, if you really want a nice, big, fancy, glowy Khajiiti fountain, that would be the fancy item. But you could also mimic that unless it does something else that we're not really seeing here. True. Oops, wrong thing. Sorry, I got a little too carried away there. Stood up to try and keep myself from logging out and started playing a flute. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to start randomly doing things like that in IRL, too. I'm sorry, I was going to cut your pizza, but uh, just randomly pulled out a guitar started playing guitar. Wait, you didn't know Attach that your pizza came with guitar? To your belt. Oh, Do yeah. What? You could be a real-life bard. I've been practicing uh, learning the ukulele, and like, yeah, there's t if you get a small soprano one, it, you could like just attach it to your side, and it's not really in the way. You could just call yourself the pizza bard. It'd be great. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know what would really cook a pizza really well? The Calgrantide statue. I wonder what that <laughs> would taste like. Aeon fire mm -hmm. on... Mm, no, mm -hmm. I don't think... It would, is Frosty that, pizza? Oh, Lightning legal? pizza? What? Is that OSHA legal? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you'd be taken in for health violations. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. there are those, like, uh, brick oven pizza places, oh. you know? That's and true. They use, they use fire to cook their pizzas. But they don't do Aeon fire. Yeah. No, but, you know, yeah. who's, like, who's what checking What does Safe Surf say on an Aeon flame? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you can get that giant Calgrantide statue that blows the different flame colors. It's got, like, a frost, a lightning, and then the green uh, flame. It's a really cool statue. Um, and it's huge. It's freaking it's huge. huge. It's freaking uh, like, massive. The first time this ended up in the crown store, we were just like, what the heck is this? Um, mm -hmm. But now we know how big it is. And... Yeah. Update 39. It's massive. Update 39. Update 39. You can preview furnishings. Yeah, you can. In your Heck home. yeah. Preview so cool. this in your home. So Don't cool. Don't get it. But preview it. You can preview it in some of the houses that are listed right here. Like High Hollow Hold, which is returning to the you store. You have to own the house if you're going to preview a thing in it. Okay. Well... If you want to buy one of these houses so that you can preview something in it. 
<laughs> you can do that. Uh, the high, high hollow hold is the one that's in uh, Gunfallon Bay. This is a great house. Um, it's huge, first of all. Second of all, it has a really awesome little backyard that overlooks out into High Isle. I think it's got a great view. Um, and it also is a great house if you were planning on doing like a tavern style home or like an inn or a bed and breakfast or even a guild house. It's I right think. next but, to the Mages Guild and Fighters Guilds too. So. Yep. It's really convenient as well as huge. Uh, I like that one a lot. If I had the if I had the crowns, I would probably consider purchasing. My it. one problem with this house is you can't jump over the side of the wall. You'd hit an invisible wall. You cannot. Yeah. So even that though you've got the view, house. even though you've got the view of everything, you can't actually just exit that way. So uh, another popular one for people building their own custom homes because it's wide open is Hunter's Glade. That one's going to be back in the store as well. Um, this one is on my it, wish list. This yeah. house, has, since it came out, has been on my wish list, and eventually I'll get it because it's just for it's. Not only is it the like eternal sunset, it you can be a werewolf all the time, and it's just yep. a giant forest. So cool. And it also is a ruined tower, because um, you first you're in the ruined tower, which you can turn into a nice tower, and then you just have a nice little tower, which. I always kind of wanted his house, but it's a it's a very <laughs> nice house that you can use. Yeah. So I was uh, looking at that, and I was thinking that actually for the whole werewolf thing would be kind of cool to have, since I you know I, my uh, my warden is a werewolf. Um, but I got to thinking, you know, I don't if I'm gonna have all these crafting tables and stuff once those are released, uh, you know, they're in my primary, and it just got me thinking. Do we know if those are going to work similar to how the storage chests work, and that you can put them in any house? Because mm. that would be we awesome. don't yet. Because if they can set it up to work that way, where it's a collectible that works in any house you place it in, then people can set up multiple houses with crafting areas and switch between for their uh, primaries for guild use. That would be cool. Want. Of course, I'd need to do the same thing with uh, Munda Stones and stuff like that, too. Anyway, that's a side note. That would be cool. That's a wish list thing. Yeah. Um, Jode's Embrace. That's a great uh, house as well in Elsewhere. Um, it's basically like a temple. Uh, it's, a, it's a big place. It's really cool, though. Um, so that's also available in the ground that's, store as well. That's another one of those uh, empty ones, right? Jode's Embrace? No, I yeah. don't believe so. It's uh, no, it's what's just the one I'm thinking big. of. It's the uh, it's an elsewhere house, I believe, but it's just it's the a... one that you earn. You're thinking of um, <sighs> what's the one you earn from the main quest line? No, uh, no, it wasn't that. It was one you could buy. Um, it, it didn't have any. There's a an elsewhere themed house. I think it was elsewhere that was just a, a blank slate, basically. Mm, Moon Sugar the only Meadow. Ones... You're talking about Moon Sugar Meadow. Moon Sugar Meadow. Yeah. There we go. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Um, other things are house guests. Uh, Scordo the Knife is available. He's an orc mercenary. Love him. If you've ever talked to Scordo in any of the quest lines, he's a funny guy. 
Uh, we he also have our good old... trouble. He like, sure does. Oh my gosh. Scorbo. You know who else gets into trouble? Our drunk cat. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. BRB. Something happened. We... He's sitting here with us, but he left the party, which means he's not recording. Mm-hmm. Ruh-roh. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I should play the flute in the meantime. Let's see. Which, what should we do? What is your favorite lore book? Ooh... I don't know, actually. That's kind of hard. Um, one of them is A Dance in Fire, that whole series. Have you read that series? I have, but I don't remember. You're a wood elf. You should definitely read that one. <laughs> it's about the guy who's like... Um, uh, he's basically sent on like an ambassador journey and has all of these different things happen to him. bless oh we lost our cat uh yeah he said i accidentally shut off my system oh, oh my god no. <laughs> oh no never do that um never do that never. when recording never never, never do that oh my gosh looks like we're gonna be maybe going with the twitch recording uh, i don't know Hey, look, there he is. Hey, our cat He's came back. back. <laughs> he came back. Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. The question is, can he hear us? Yes, I can hear you. I have my mic muted, sorry. You're muted by default. That's okay. Okay. Yep, sorry about that. I um, accidentally turned my TV off and the whole <laughs> HDMI communication oh thing, God. it uh, powered down my PlayStation too. Womp womp. Yeah. Incredible. So, uh, Technology strikes again. <laughs> now we're talking about um, Joad's Embrace last. Uh, oh. After that. Uh, we were talking about Scordo the Knife. And how okay. he gets into trouble and he's going to be a house guest, so hopefully he doesn't get into trouble in your house. And then we were se segueing into who the other troublemaker is. Our good little the drunk alcoholic al Alfique. Yeah. <laughs> Serene. Uh, or Sarian, right? How do we say her name? Sarian? Sarian. Sarian, yeah. Sarian. Uh, she's yeah, so great. Her. She's at my house. So great. Uh, love her. She's gonna be back in the store. And then we get some mounts. Uh, They're all horses. Yeah, so we, we do. Care, but we get some mounts. There's uh, a new, uh, new bright orangey horse. Double oh, never mount. mind. There's the that iron orc, orn, iron orc wella. That looks fun. It looks terrifying, but really cool. So you ride him around in Cyrodiil. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Hugh Hughes Bane. Pillion Palfrey, that's what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is an orange horse. Yeah. Why is it, it so says, orange? It says extremely useful for heists. I don't think it is. 
Um, that's a bright orange horse. It says the training was just a cover story to hide hide their illicit work, but they quickly found out having a mouth that could hold two <laughs> extremely useful for heists, but only if they can't find you, which you're like a giant rowing beacon. So you are a running traffic cone. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, new um, customized actions. I know. I'm kind of excited about this one. I like it's it. uh, it's re- yeah, recall of the Crusader. Well, is it Basically, yellow or blue? Because there's a blue one in the back. Well, the blue is the blue in the background is the regular one, and so they're showing the regular one next to the new one. So the yeah. new one, I'm assuming, is the yellow one, because uh, mm-hmm. we don't haven't had a yellow one yet, and that looks like it would match like a Templar very well. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, it's gonna remind us probably of that yellow color that um, you know when you like use a potion or a scroll or whatever that yellow that pops up. On mm-hmm. your character, I feel Fair like it's enough. gonna be like that vibe. Yes, but for traveling. Mm-hmm. Badger rough echet echalet echalet. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. They're they're fawns with spider legs. They're just so Not cute. Quite. I love the echalet. They're cute. Anyway. Pocket mammoth. Another pocket mammoth. That's my little buddy. I love the pocket mammoth. And then the <gasps> albino script fang tome. So our fang, our our, uh, our book in here could get a book, uh, book buddy. Wow. Fang tomes know not the importance or content of the books they inhabit. In the event you that your rare first editions or vital academic texts have gained a tenant, simply befriend the tome via ample spine massages and a gentle fluffing of its pages. I love it. That looks pretty cool. And a pretty big contrast to the coloration of the one that we have floating around here in the snug Mm -hmm. pot with us. He's albino, but he still gives off the green glyphs. Oh my gosh, has this ever been in the store before? The little Skeeveton? I don't know. He's so cute. Yeah, that's what you turn into at the end of the one dungeon. Unless you're Lotus and you turn into the giant Skeeveton <laughs> that one time. <laughs> when yeah, there was the glitch where he got, yeah, got stuck as the Skeeveton. But you can get this little one as a pet. How cute. Oh. Sorry, I got excited because I looked at the personalities. We were talking about the one costume earlier, and I said if you have the treasure hunter personality, it goes really well with it. Well, surprise, it's going to be in the store in a few days. I think those two things just tend to go along with the Undaunted Festival. I do too. Um, so, because I remember them normal originally being released around like November, but the Undaunted Festival used to be in November, and now it's here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they just kind of go with it. Yep. Wow, we did it. That was it. That was one heck of a showcase. It was, but there's some good stuff in there this month. Some good stuff. But now we got lore. We do have lore. We have lore, and oh, we have other things to talk about, though. Yeah, uh, we do. Yeah, we have we have some things. The one's life. a bit of a bummer. So there's no more because we just got done talking about the crown store. That's why I put this down here. Uh, right now, there's no crown gifting at all. First, it was no crown crates, which, whatever. Um, I mean, I guess that's a big deal for a lot of people. To, a lot of guilds will do crown crates for uh, merchant guilds. They'll do crown crates for donation, crown crate raffles. Mm-hmm. 
and streamers will use it, and yeah. so it was no crown kit gifting. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just do crown pack giveaway type of thing, like get so-and-so amounts of worth of things, and now that's all turned off right now, too. Uh, no crowns at, no crown giving at all. Um, yep. What are your Too many thoughts? ex- uh, I, hmm, I wish there was more of a middle ground. I know that the reason that they've turned it off is because of the exploits that were happening. And I totally get that. That sucks. But it sucks that now it kind of punishes the whole community for, you know, something that was happening with, with uh, certain groups. I mean, I think there's probably a lot more to it. It seems to me, they seem like they usually have a pretty even head on their shoulders when it comes to stuff like this, in in my opinion. Maybe that's just me white knighting for them at the moment, but um, I think that they, if they turned everything off, there has to be something more than what everybody realizes. And it sucks. It makes it hard for streamers. It makes it hard for giveaways. You know, that's disappointing. Um... It's disappointing for those of us that do, like, Extra Life, because we use that as, like, incentives sometimes. Um, but, you know, I, I'm hopeful that it will come back, maybe in a different capacity. I don't know. Maybe they'll look at actually doing, like, a, an actual official crown exchange or official things like that, because that's where I think part of it started to get out of hand, was, like, the crown to gold, and then also people doing exploits to gain more crowns, more gems, more whatever they were doing. So, I don't know. Nev, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I, I guess I kind of just echo the uh, what uh, Crazy said a moment ago about punishing the whole community for probably a handful of people. Um, I'm not a, you know, I've, I've said before, I'm not the biggest fan of crown crates and stuff like that anyway. I, I don't have an issue with uh, being able to buy something outright, but I don't like randomized things. But, you know, if, if it's in the game and somebody wants to gift it, you know, I don't understand why you would take that that ability away. Um, especially when, you know, the, the number of people that are probably abusing that is probably pretty small compared to uh, the ones that are not. But mm, I don't know. There was a pretty wild uh, ban, like a massive ban that went out on the consoles because of it. So yeah, I mean, I don't have that data. So I mean, I don't yeah. know. Um, but you know, I I just the doing something that affects uh, the entire population for uh, I don't know. But, you know, I, I, it's not something that I use, like, I, you know, personally. So it's not going to affect me in, as an individual. But, um, you know, with the, only, the only time I think that I've ever used that, I think somebody did that to get us an item in our uh, guild house uh, way back when. Um, I think somebody uh, arranged the deal for something like that. But... Um, maybe our transmute station or something but but anyway yeah um but but yeah i, I don't know it, it's I'm, I'm sure that they'll try to get it turned back on at some point because yeah. it also has to have a negative effect on their revenue stream i mean if, I, if, i'm sure you know, their, all their microtransactions that. and stuff mm -hmm. yeah 
yeah, I mean, if, if people can't use it to, uh, you know, because there are there are those people that just have the money to spend on that stuff and it doesn't really bother them, but they want the in-game money. So the, the whole, you know, crowns for gold thing um, is still turns into revenue for them. So. Well, and it's it's hard, too, as guild masters, because, you know, sometimes people like we have officers that will stock up on certain platforms on crowns mm -hmm. and they do that intentionally so that when they run events, they can get mm -hmm. participation to get, you know, big, big groups of people where they can do like right. a giveaway, like at the holidays on PC, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we would do like a costume contest and whoever mm -hmm. won would get a 1500 crown pack or, you know, whatever. And, and now we can't do any of that. Yeah. Um, or like furnishings like that's another big one like crown furnishings gifting right. stuff like that like i sent you that desk the one time mm -hmm. um for the the one spot in the bank in the guild house you know it's it's just it's little things that add up i i i get it like i said i think that if they turned it completely off there's more than meets the eye to the situation it just sucks because until we know what's going to come out of it it sucks to be in that position, you know. So... I guess the, uh, the way to get around um, for the time being doing those kind of things would be if your uh, platform store uh, allows any kind of gifting, which PlayStation I don't think does either. I don't no. think that you can gift any, um, you know, any kind of things like that. But um, <clears throat> I don't know if other other storefronts do. Um, mm mm. You could you could always just I guess if you were going to gift something if you're going to do a fifteen hundred crown uh, you could just get um, a fifteen dollar gift card for your store and give that code out but still that's more of a more of a hassle than you know it's not as convenient right mm -hmm. but um all right so tell me I had to step away for a second but tell me if you guys covered these points because the second since I am doing an extra life thing this weekend and normally. Um, I do have ESO Plus, generally. And, you know, I've been playing this game long enough. I can handle my inventory. It's just nice for the housing and stuff. I don't necessarily need it, but it's nice to have, right? And I'll save those crowns and use them for, like, giveaways and stuff for during Extra Life, right? Which is for... It just makes sense. I don't really need anything from the store anymore. Most of the cosmetics I find is clutter. Um, but... So of course I immediately, the second I saw this news, scoured the Discord, all the Discords I'm in, in Twitter, and just looked at everyone's different responses. And a couple of the things that were pointed out is, okay, well, first, um, my own personal opinion is you're right. There has to be something deeper going on, because have you ever heard of a company going, we're going to turn off this thing that gives us money? Yeah, the only time I've uh, ever seen something like that done was in New World. Literally. Like, I, I, there was, at one point, they turned off, like, everything because there were like, a bunch of exploits happening in the trading post. Like, <laughs> why would, why would some, why, like, what? We're turning off a thing that gives us money? Okay, well, there must be something besides, something actually weird going on um, that they legally have to do something about. Um, but who knows, right? We don't know. All it is is all we know is it's turned off. But a couple things that I saw when I was perusing all of the different responses and everyone's reactions were um, how it might more help stabilize the economy and prices might go down in traders. 
Um, I've also seen, of course, the there's going to be a lot less uh, because of the gift, the lack of gifting. Uh, there might be a lot less engagement in uh, guilds um, and other events. Yeah, that's a con. That, I mean, that's a concern that I have. You know, uh, which is why I think it's very hilariously convenient. I am now playing on all platforms and all servers now. Because um, I don't know if it's PC or Xbox. I think it might be Xbox. But I have a Galen treasure map I know I can use as a gift if those are still fancy enough for people. Because uh, nice. I don't care about those. I don't know. I log in on a thing that I don't use and all of a sudden I have Galen treasure maps. I don't know. <laughs> Just, nice. Hey, you're here. Have a map. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know if those are still popular anymore. It's been a minute, but I'm pretty sure people are still trying to get that skin. Uh, yeah, but it's one of those. You now people have to more, get more creative with what they're doing, and they can't really be all inclusive. It might start. So I'm I'm very curious to see if it does the stabilizing economy thing. That's my question: is it will what are the economies going to look like now that you can't do the crown gold ratio exchange? Yeah, how that will change over time. Who knows? Who knows? But that's we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see how long it's out and what happens. Yep. All we can do. Exactly. Though, talking about stores and things, there's actually new stuff in the IRL store. Uh, the <gasps> yeah. the store. And this is hilarious, okay? Um, one, okay, so first... I am going to um, be that person who totally rips this thing to shreds because um, yeah. that's just knowing my background and knowing companies and just knowing everything, I I'm going to rip it to shreds. Um, mm. Sorry, because it's hilarious. Okay, so when, when, what, Thursday? I think it was Thursday night. Like, this got announced on Friday that it was in the store. And literally, Thursday night, I was going... Because I was trying to... I was hopping on my wall of crazy, and one of my things I'm thinking of for next year is the Amulet of Kings is going to come back into being a thing. And then all of a sudden, mm. and I'm like, I want to make an Amulet of Kings. Dang it, I don't have resin. I guess I'm going to have to wait. And then the next morning, what is in the Bethesda store but an Amulet of Kings? Wow. <laughs> like, ah. I'm like, this thing looks like shit, but it gives me hope. Oh, no. <laughs> um, All right, so we know how Gwen feels about the quality. So it's made by Fnatic, which if you look at other stuff that's made by Fnatic, it looks like the type of thing you would expect to the packaging to see, like, dust on in a comic shop 20 years down the road. Um, mm. it, and it's made out of... Uh, what does it say? It's made out of zinc alloy with antique gold plating and colored gems. Now, hmm. if you um, if you look at the picture of it, the gem isn't very defined. Like the the coat, the coat, the thing the gem is set in, the main red diamond is set in, is great. The the thing the red diamond is set in is great. My only issues are actually with the red diamond itself. I mean, even the gems for the eight divines are kind of iffy. Um, they're 
they, they, they literally look like costume gems, um, like mm -hmm. a kid would bedazzle something with. But um, my only issue is with the actual red diamond itself, because if you go and you look at images we've seen of the red diamond in, pa of, in the past in games, even like Oblivion, which this one is specifically referencing, it is yeah. more translucent and bright and shiny. And this is, uh, well, it's, made, it's clearly made to be mass produced. Um, right. that, that's how it looks. It's clearly made to be mass produced, but something that is meant to be a limited quality, a quantity, a limited quantity item, uh, I'd expect to have a little more effort put into it, mm. uh, especially for the price tag. Um, I think it's interesting and I don't know what the, what the difference is, but like my, I forgot to talk about this because I forgot I talked about it on Lore Seekers, but I don't think I talked about it on our show. I just bought the um, the Elder Scroll that was made by Rocklove uh, in partnership with the Bethesda store, and it's great quality. Like, oh, yeah. beautiful. Rocklove does uh, great work. Yeah, like, really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So when I saw this, I originally thought, oh, I wonder if they used Rocklove. Mm -mm. And then when I looked and it wasn't, I kind of went, huh interesting so i don't know i don't know yeah. <laughs> that's all that's what i was gonna say i don't know um the fun thing is though first i looked at it and i was reading everything on it because i'm just like okay why does this thing look the way it does i researched fanatic and i looked at their other stuff and it's like okay this is just the quality we should expect out of this company um mm. but there's only 2006 made is the limited quality quantity and i'm like what did part of the mold break like what the heck no there's only 2006 because oblivion came out came in, out 2000, in 2006. 2006 that's hilarious that's great yeah. whoever decided on doing that kudos that's well done i, I love that that well done. i giggled that made my day uh, um but yeah so for tonight for lore because I was already obsessed with the idea of the Amulet of Kings and my little wall of crazy thinking that it's going to be a big part of your of uh, the 10 year anniversary in the next part of the story arc and stuff um, mm. that it was going to come back into play it's my little wall of crazy and being obsessed with it I decided for lore and for no murder hobos tonight we're going to talk about the Amulet of Kings and soul gems because you know what the Amulet of Kings is a giant frickin' soul gem. Yup. I did not know that. Yup. It's a giant soul gem. That's terrifying. So I'm going to read you an article, and you can be terrified with me now if you didn't already know this. Okay? <laughs> Alright. Uh, we're not going to read everything about the Amulet of Kings. We're just going to read... Um, we're reading from the unofficial Other Scrolls pages. And we are going to be reading about the Amulet of Kings, a.k.a. the Red Diamond. And we're just going to be reading the what is relevant up to the current time period we are in. Uh, we will not be reading through... Um, should we read through the time period? Should we just cover the synopsis? Because it's, it's been about 10 years since the game came out. Yeah. I'll, I'll warn you guys. I will read through it, and I will warn you guys what I'm about to read about what happens to it in the second era. So if you don't want to hear that, you can skip ahead, like, 30, 40 seconds. Because um, yeah. I'm a pretty fast reader. But I'll give you the warning. We'll do that. All right. So the Amulet of Kings, also called the Amulet of the King's Glory, was a pendant traditionally worn by the ruling Emperor of Cyrodiil. 
set in its center is the Chim El Adabal, also known as the Red Diamond, a huge soul gem of alien origin. It was held in a golden clasp surrounded by eight smaller gems that represented the eight divines of the original Cyrodiilic pantheon. Created by Queen Alessia, it served as the symbol of the divine right of the Cyrodiilic emperors. The amulet was an important component of the coronation ceremony and a powerful artifact when used for deviation. The soul of each reigning emperor was enshrined within the central stone, presumably during the coronation ritual involving the dragon fires and the divine covenant. In this way, Cyrodiil's rulers were brought together in death, forming an oversoul that could provide counsel to their successors. The amulet could only be worn by certain individuals. Those who could wear it were said to have the dragon blood in their veins. The specific requirements, however, have been a subject of debate, and they may simply have called the attributes of a ruler or some divine mandate. The Amulet of Kings is a sacred symbol of the Empire, although some people think the Red Dragon Crown as the Empire's main symbol of power. I don't know about you, but I haven't heard any songs about the Red Dragon Crown. <laughs> um, origins. According to legend, the Kim, the Red Diamond, was formed when a drop of blood fell from the heart of Lorcan as it was flung to Tamriel and landed down in Aelid Well. We've all heard that song. The magicka within fused it to a strong red crystal, and the Aelids fashioned it into a great gem. It enters human history when Akatosh forged the covenant with Alessia and her symbolic descendants while she lay on her deathbed. The gem was fastened in an amulet and became the symbol of both the covenant and the legitimacy of Cyrodiil's rulers. Following the breakup of the Alessian Empire, the Amulet of Kings was lost amid the Civil War. According to legend, a certain King Haral tracked down the spirit of St. Alessia, who wore the Amulet of Kings around her neck. And then and it, a hill was named Sancrator rose on the spot. The infant Remen Cyrodiil was found upon the crest wearing the amulet on his brow. The amulet of kings was restored to prominence during the Remen years, lending legitimacy to the dynasty after that time. The dragon flames ritual became essential to the coronation of each new emperor. During the ritual, the new monarch was soul linked to the amulet of kings and sent to the temple of the one to light the enchanted dragon fires, which then burned until his death. Alright, so that's your little bit of history. Now I'm, here's your warning. I'm going to read the bit that leads up to where we are during the Second Era. In the middle of the Second Era, five companions embarked on a quest to rediscover the Amulet of Kings. Their leader, Farinacularis, was led to believe that the amulet could be used in a ritual that would rekindle the dragon fires and then make him a true dragonborn. This would allow him to be recognized as legitimate ruler of the Empire. After years of searching, the companions eventually found the amulet they, initially, they initiated the ritual in the Imperial City, and then it was that Min and Marco, another one of the companions, revealed his treachery and corrupted the ritual and break the ancient covenant with Akatash and the mortals. This caused the catastrophic event known as the Soul Burst, aka the whole reason why we have to deal with all this nonsense right now anyway. Uh, Sai Sahan took the Amulet of Kings and fled. He then hid it in Sankrator, which is officially the worst place to hide that thing insert Gwen note the worst place to hide that thing because that's where they found it in the first place anyway the amulet was recovered from Sankrator in second era 582 by the vestige Tharn, Sahan, and Titanworm 
It was later used to perform the ritual which imbued the vestige with powers that allowed them to defeat Molag Ball. After Molag Ball's defeat, Abnathorn took the amulet and, fed to, and fled to Cyrodiil. Although it was suspected he would attempt to use it unbeknownst to him, the amulet's power had been expended for at least a generation. Alright, there we go. That is that is everything we know up to the end of this time period on the Amulet of Kings. And Sahan is an idiot. Now then, that's just that's just Gwen notes. Um Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Why would you hide the thing where everyone originally found the thing if you don't want them to find the thing? Hiding it in plain sight. You think to yourself, no one could possibly be dumb enough to put it exactly where it came from. He, uh, okay. The only reason I'm saying dumb is because he also hid another thing in a crypt when they're fighting a necromancer. Just... That's okay. also true. Exactly. <laughs> he has, don't get me wrong. He's my favorite of the companions. He does have multiple strikes against him towards his intelligence. <laughs> uh, he makes up for it all in elsewhere. He makes up for it all in elsewhere. Anyway. So they're running around wearing this gem. The emperors are running around wearing this gem with other souls of previous emperors trapped inside it. And your soul is set to be trapped inside it. I don't know. I don't think I want to be emperor if I know my soul is doomed to forever be in a gem. So, does this make this essentially a horcrux? No, it's a soul gem. You put your own soul in it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> also, does involve murder. Anyway. And it doesn't expand mm. your... It does not expand your life. It just... Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Horcruxes do, technically. Yeah. So, there's that. Now we get to learn some fun stuff about um, soul gems. There's a lot of lore tonight, but there's a lot to soul gems. Soul gems are actually a little more in-depth instead of just, I'm gonna res you! Now you get to know the, the dark stuff to the resing. Weren't soul gems also used in enchanting in uh, uh, Skyrim? And maybe yes, yes. And Skyrim, if you've played Skyrim, you should already feel bad about being soul, play, doing soul gems if you've played the Dragonborn DLC. Yep. Um, you should already feel bad. <laughs> you should feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um... um so, the history of soul black soul gems and soul trapping. Soul gems are morophilth. Soul gems are used in the process of binding soul souls using magic. These gems are thank you. These gems are used to enchant and charge magical items, animate undead or artificial constructs, or cast powerful destructive spells. For the purpose. For this purpose, creatures' souls are usually trapped at the moment of death. Um, soul gems can be mined from geode veins. One of the one of the such locations contains geodes is Blackreach. Other the origin of soul gems can be tracked back 
to Harvester of Souls himself, Molag Ball. Of course, Molag Ball would be the one who uses, who made soul gems, of course. Who used a portion of his power in their creation. Black soul gems can be found within the depths of Cold Harbor, where Ball fine-tunes them to increase their efficiency. Alright, so some of this I'm going to summarize for you guys. Do we want to summarize it or do we want to read all of it? I would summarize just because um, if yes. you want to do your murder hobo stuff. Alright, we're going to summarize this. Um, basically, soul trapping is known to date back to the first era, because people are horrible, where techniques to bind a soul to an unhatched egg were practiced in Black March before they were banned because these techniques were prone to error. Uh, after the Mages Guild was founded during the Second Era, the ban was lifted and the practice of soul trapping resumed. Around the same time period in the Clockwork City, Sothasil was messing around with soul with uh, black soul gems and trying to figure out different things with souls, tinkering around as the tinkering god does, right? Uh, one of the things of note is he started to mess around with the black soul gems, which uh, he used on the Temple Saints, Thelms, Olms, and Lothus. You might recognize those names as test subjects, where he transferred their souls into the soul gems and put them in fractotum bodies. So these ended up being, you fight these guys in the, in, oh my gosh. Are they in the trial? Yes. I'm trying to remember the name of the trial. Uh, it's the one that has the TikTok tormentor. Um, uh, that one, the clockwork trial. Yes. <laughs> Asylum hurts. Sanctorum. I was right. Thank it's you. It is Asylum Sanctorum. Um, you fight all of them in Asylum Sanctorum. So what happened during that, though, is Sothasil learned that putting souls into black soul gems caused the soul to go insane. They basically lose who they are and become extremely aggressive. So the soul gems ended up being, the souls ended up being retired from the fractotums and laid to rest and black soul gems were banned. They, they were not, so this was like, no, nope, we're not touching this, we're done. Now, another thing that was going on with black soul gems in this time period is Menemarco and his underlings were expelled from Arteum by the Sigic Order because they were messing around with necromancy. Uh, now, one of his followers at the time was Vastari, and she, they, she was also very interested in the soul gems. It, but she had wanted to do it for better, for more better reasons. And when she figured out what Metamarco was doing, she left the worm cult, and you actually end up meeting her over in Valenwood. Uh, she is, she is a lich. She is a high elf lich, and you end up meeting her over in Valenwood. She's actually very nice. You also meet her again elsewhere. Um, but she was working on a way to stabilize black soul gems. Uh, however, when she brought the research to the Mages Guild and Vanis Glarion, they were all absolutely disgusted with the entire idea. And basically, black soul gems are taboo. No one likes them. No one uses them. They're horrible. Don't touch it. Um, that's kind of the whole gist of all this, is as a culture in Nern during the Second Era, black, no, no one... Sothasil's not cool with it. 
Cedric Order's not cool with it. Mage's Guild isn't cool with it. No one's really cool with Black Soul Gems. Um, that pretty much summarizes the use of the Black Soul Gems. However, regular Soul Gems we clearly use all the time for small enchantments here and there and imbuing things with magic power. Now those Soul Gems come from the souls of creatures you are uh, at either you are killing or someone killed at the bit of death. And something note that we learn um, in fourth era Skyrim at least is the entire soul isn't necessarily lost even when the soul gem is spent. There's always a little bit that's trapped hanging on. Um, and that's kind of terrifying. So that leads us into our murder hobos for the night. Which is in a land such as Tamriel, where it is commonly known that a soul holds value, and the places it can end up, think on, think on what we've learned about soul gems. Do you feel differently about using them? How would your character react to knowing this information? Is it just survival, them or me? As a vestige, your soul was already taken once. You were indeed dead. Do these things not matter to you anymore? Or does it make you more sensitive to the topic? There we go. Those are our prompts for the night. Think about how you and your character, uh, you don't necessarily think about how you feel about soul gems, but think about how your character would feel about soul gems. How would they care? Would they not care? Is it just another tool to use? Uh, with places like the Void and, uh, and other things going on, souls hold value in this world. And how does your character feel about those souls being used? Hmm. After all, your soul was stolen and put into a black soul gem if you were a vestige. That's true. But I got it, well, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm out trying to save the world, and bad guys keep trying to stop me from saving the world. Um, so if I have to take, uh, in order to make sure that I have the power needed to do uh, the job I'm trying to do, I have to use the souls of very, very wicked beings and to, uh, to power my abilities. Well, they started it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing, too, is for me, you have to look at as well, like some of the some of the very popular soul gems that have been in the games, like Azura Star, you know, um, of course, the Amulet of Kings, right, that we've mm -hmm. talked about. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think the one that's probably the most notable is Azura Star. It's basically a, like, well, it only is supposed to capture white souls, but at one point it could take black souls. So, I don't know. Hmm. That's kind of a hard one, because I feel like, I feel like I, I agree with never in terms of, like, if, if it's happened to me, then I understand the weight of what it means, but also 
I think my my person wouldn't be running around trying to make like a ton of black soul gems. Like she she wouldn't be running around trying to take people's souls necessarily. But I think if it was like other creatures or as bad as it sounds like animals or things that were being hunted because they were also hunting me, I don't think there would be a problem with it. Because that is don't the thing we have to remember data. is most of the souls we use are, are white souls. Are our regular right, basics are not black soul gems. They're regular soul gems, which means you're using a Daedra soul, a fox's soul, yeah. a cinch soul. Like that, not, that's what. Go ahead. Yeah, you're not necessarily using a black soul gem. You're not used to necessarily using someone else's soul for yourself. Yeah. I think that would be where the divide was for me. So you know. it's it's one of those. All right, cool. We're hunting we're hunting pheasant this weekend. Uh, except you're using the pheasant soul to power your bow. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, honestly, it's gonna sound weird, but like as a hunter, you know, so many like hunter gatherer societies go with like nothing wasted. You know, like you use every piece of the animal or every piece of whatever it is that you're that you're taking. So to me, in Tamriel, a soul gem would almost be a portion of that as well. If the animal is going to be used for something or, you know, whatever, you're leaving nothing behind. I know that sounds a little weird, but I guess if you were thinking of it from that aspect too. Alright. There we go. We've dived into the deep topic of souls and have learned the Amulet of Kings is terrifying. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. And I am totally not in the process of actually crafting my own right now. Nope, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. We we, we went through um, the, uh, my wife and I were we're shopping the other day and going through the, the meat section, and you're talking about the whole nothing wasted mm-hmm. mentality. And we walked by beef tongue. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to waste that part, guys. <laughs> Have you ever heard of brain cheese or head cheese or whatever? Yeah. Like, come head on. Cheese. Yeah, it's all thing. Uh, yeah. Yep. Not for me, it ain't. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Soul gems are uh, soul gems come in handy. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if my enemies decide to get in my way, then they shall become fuel for me to defeat bigger enemies. You know where you can defeat bigger enemies with your friends on Mondays. Look at that transition. I know. Look at that. It was amazing. Mm. I thought so you were going to say on a bigger TV. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, you can uh, defeat things with your friends on Mondays with Moki. Maybe you're doing fishing. Maybe you're doing Cyrodiil. Maybe you're doing world bosses. Maybe you're doing Bastion Nimics, because I know that's been a thing lately. Um... Whatever you're doing, if you're in the guild and you want to join, 
grouping starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> there you go. That was my PSA. And if you want to jump into some dungeons, uh, you can do that on Tuesdays, on Treacherous Tuesdays. That's just an opportunity to get together with other folks in the guild and run through a dungeon of your choice and the method of your choice, gear farms, uh, lore runs, speed runs, achievement hunting, gear, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Jump in there and uh, get some guildies and just have some fun. Fearless Friday. Last one? Well, Fearless Friday with our 30-year Dragoon uh, running the Undaunted Dungeon. Undaunted? Undaunted. We, we, we are undaunted. undaunted. Well, you <laughs> already did that earlier. Again. <laughs> but it was okay. so fun. It's so bad, we gotta do it again. I was daunted by been... doing, doing Undaunted twice. We haven't, we haven't done it all together, so we're making up for as many times as we've missed shows all together. Lost time. Oh. <laughs> Sleepy cat. <laughs> nah. Cats are always yeah. sleepy. Cats are always napping. Um, so that's our guild announcements. Um, something else really fun happened. Yeah. I checked. I checked our email, even though I'm too young, according to Never. Oh. I'm not sure um, I figured it out. I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I looked, uh, these emails weren't even there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's, it's got to do with that <laughs> fancy. Sigic communication device that shows me notifications <laughs> at the top of my scroll. Um, <laughs> so we had a couple Spotify responses. They're both from um, Roncar. I think that's how you say their name. Um, and they're both kind of mostly to you, Gwen, but I love them because they were published uh, on our episodes. So one of them was from the Tales of a Bard episode, which was where you talked about the tavern in Germany. And um, Roncar said, an EU friend of Wolfie from Aleph Legion. Loved your drawing of them from the ESO Tavern, and through her, found the show. Awesome work. Love the snug format. Keep it up. Aww. So, really, really cool. Thank you so much for leaving that for us. Um, you're, like, the first person that's given us, like, a true kind of, like, uh, little, little review there. We've had a couple other people just mention stuff, but... Like, or answer questions, but nobody's uh, ever given us a little review, so thank you. Um, the other one was from the ESO Bugs episode, and it literally is from Roncar again, and it just says, Welcome to the Mushroom Kingdom. Because that's when we <laughs> added all the mushrooms. Because that was when we added all the mushrooms into yes. the <laughs> into the snack pod. So, uh, really, really awesome. I was really excited when I saw those today. So they're now published to the Spotify episodes uh as comments underneath so thank you for for doing that and for taking the time to uh leave us a little message there it means a lot it does thank you mm -hmm. that totally so, made my night positive positive feedback is always great mm -hmm. so if anyone else would like to leave comments um you can do that you can also reach us through all kinds of other various formats of communication um, you can excommunicate with us if you would like <laughs> uh, and uh, that way you can you can catch all of our um, ex 
claims and I just realized what you're doing and it's making me <laughs> cringe. It's always going to be Twitter. Um and uh make the difference. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can reach us on um <laughs> previously the, the the format previously known as uh Twitter uh at Snug Podcast. You can also reach us through um, email, as Crazy said, and apparently she's breaking age barriers and figuring out how to work that. Um, you can hit us up at snugpodcast at gmail.com. And if you are listening to this, you want to watch it. Is there a way they can watch it live or even like going back later? I guess. They could go to twitch.tv forward slash snug podcast, uh, which maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe that's where you've seen us at. Um, you can also search for snug podcast on YouTube. So there you go. Awesome. And if you are watching one of those right now and would like to pick up later and listen in audio format, is that a possibility, Gwen? You can on your podcatcher of choice. <laughs> very good that was very good you came back uh and just you were just so calm and collected <laughs> basically just search snug podcast everywhere you go and um it's you'll probably uh, find us yeah because it's the coolest name ever and um apparently so so yeah um if you are interested in joining the guild you can go to eso.loreseekers.club and that has links to all the things that you need in order to join. Uh, so go check that out and come join us in Discord and join us in game. Uh, do we have anything else, ladies? Oh, just, you know. Come watch me destroy people. I mean, no, not destroy people on Saturday for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, but I'm so sad. Uh, I can't play. It, I hope that be, I can... It, I hope I can pop in at some point. September 9th, 3 p.m. Eastern, except it will be twitch.tv at Gwen the Bard. And we will be doing, hopefully, our players will be able to find and save the children of Tamriel who are missing in the second era. No. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We've got Toasted Peanut, Lotus of Doom, and Crown Esso, and, and Shanty. And Shanty, yep. That's, and Isabel. That's... That's a wild crew right there. The I don't thing know. is, here's, here's the fun part with Isabel. Um, we will have voting and polls throughout. So you are a player. If you are joining, you are a player. And you can help vote and decide what Isabel is doing during the main points throughout the game. And there will also be prizes for all platforms, all basically all platforms, all servers. However, because crown gifting is no longer a thing, it, the, it is very much so various on where we're at, and if we meet at least half of our goal, we will start a pink torch bug giveaway. Um, so that is also on the table. Amazing. Awesome sauce. All right. Well, I suppose that wraps us up for the week, and uh, that's a, that, was a, that was a big show. That was a hefty one. <laughs> um so you're probably going to want to go audio format and uh, 
and and listen to this over about seven rides back and forth to work but um <laughs> you know, depending on your commute maybe oh on, a long, on a on a short flight or something but um anyway <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us uh, in whichever way you're choosing to do so and uh, we will hopefully all be able to be back next week to talk some more ESO stuff until then take care of yourself take care of others and we will see you then have a good day and I'm going to do it this time so that I don't have to sound like never trying to sound like oh me. God, it was so painful. Sleep well, Tamriel. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face because I'm just hearing, sleep well, Tamriel. <laughs> I, 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 think I, I think I had it pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, for real, sleep well, Tamriel.